as I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, into your sanctuary, till we're standing face to face. I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace. And I can only bow down and say, you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, our Father. You are worthy of our praise. To you You are awesome in this place, mighty God. As I come into your presence, past the gates of praise, into your sanctuary, till we're standing face to face. I look upon your countenance, I see the fullness of your grace, and I can only bow down and say that you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, our Father. You are worthy of our praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place. Mighty God, you are awesome in this place, Abba Father, you are worthy of our praise, to you our lives we raise, you are awesome in this place, Mighty God. Cause you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of all praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. Sing it one more time, Pastor Grace. Because you are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. 
just as we were worshiping, I just, you know, I just saw this person sitting out there um, watching on your phone. You just had your device with the, the live stream up. And I just saw you sitting there and you just worshiping and the presence of the Lord just coming in, um, affecting you right there as we were just singing this song together, worshiping the Lord together, that the presence of the Lord just came in your room as you were watching on your device and, and the Spirit of the Lord just touching you and uh, ministering to you. My wife has a word for you. I do. In Isaiah 40 in verse 28, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I did. I saw what my husband saw, and that you're right where you're supposed to be. And it's okay that that you're just, you're, you're not even in a place of utter despair. You're just tired. And it's like the Holy Ghost just walked in, just ushered the very presence of God. And he just is reminding you of who he is, the everlasting God, yeah. creator. Yeah. He doesn't ever grow weary. Yeah. And he's working on your behalf. He's come to you tonight. And he's rising you up on eagle's wings. You wait yep. on him and watch and see what the Lord does in your life. Yeah, that's so good. There's someone else watching right now. You've um, had pain in your body. And uh, that, that pain has been a, it's almost like a, a crippling pain um, affecting how you're mobile. It's affecting your mobility. It's affecting how you're able to go about your day-to-day -day activities. Um, it's something that you deal with on a regular basis, this, um, this debilitating uh, pain. I don't know the cause of it. I don't know. It's, um, I'm, I'm not real sure, real clear on what the cause of this pain is. It could be, you know, some sort of arthritis or neurological, you know, thing going on. It doesn't really matter. Um, Jesus is the healer. Yeah. Jesus is the healer. And so right now, as you're just, as you're watching, um, I just sense the Lord touching your body. And healing your body, that there's that pain is leaving yes. uh, right now, yes. and the cause of that is is being healed right now. That there's a miracle happening in your body, that pain, that constant de de debilitating pain in your in your joints, your muscles, your your nerves, all of that's being healed. You're being transformed right now uh, by the power of the Lord. That's awesome. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, throwing back to Kristen. Hold on, Kristen, we're, our sound man's running. I've got a prayer request from Carolyn from New Zealand. She says that her and her son both are very sick. They've got high, high fevers that aren't coming down. Um, and is also asking for prayer for her mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Yeah, Carolyn, we're going to pray for you right now. You know, it could be that that word was for you. You know, that, that you were, as just as you were watching, the Lord just showed us all the way around the world. You know, the Lord just showed us 
you specifically, that that the Lord has a plan in the middle of this, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna look to Him. He, we put our trust in Him. You know, don't don't allow. I just want to encourage you. Don't allow the lies of the enemy, the taunts, the fears, all of those things. Don't allow them to continue on. The Lord is with you right now. His presence is with you right now. And uh, I just want to speak over your life that there is joy right now in your season, that the joy of the Lord is your strength, that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that you're going to be filled with his joy right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Carolyn, Lord, and her son. Lord, right now, that the fever, that this illness would break off of them now in Jesus' name. Lord, that your power would flow. There's no time, space, or distance with you. So right now, all the way around the world, Lord, you speak over them. You're singing over them. Lord, right now, you're singing and dancing over them. Lord, with you are the fire in her midst. Lord, this, this fever has to burn up and dissipate in Jesus' name. The sickness and the illness that's at the root of this be gone in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for being with them. Lord, filling them with your joy and your peace right now. Touch Carolyn, Lord. Touch her, Lord, right now. Fill that home with your joy and your love in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's something to be said about a mom on the other side of the world looking for Christ for her family. Yeah, absolutely. And so as pastor was 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 praying and prophesying over you, um, I just really saw a hunger that your desperation and crying out for health and wholeness is a desperation coming from a holy um, a holy dissatisfaction that, that you know there's more, that you want more, that you want the wholeness. And really, that's a holy hunger for the very presence of God himself. And so your scripture tonight, Carolyn, is from Matthew 5. And it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yeah, and I just pray and believe for a holy encounter coming to your home tonight. That is tonight as God is touching your body, your son's yeah. body, you're physically becoming yeah. whole. That you're going to have a Holy Ghost God encounter unlike any other than you've had. Amen. Amen. You know, someone that's watching right now, I just feel the Lord. You know, this is awesome. I, you never know what's going to happen on Midweek Refresh. We're just, this is awesome. I just sense the Lord. Someone on um, that's tuned in, you've been struggling with depression to the point of um, almost um, suicidal ideas. But, but depression has been on you heavy. And you've been carrying the weight of your past. That there have been, there have been things that have happened in your life that... Um, the skeletons are, are, are haunting, and uh, the, they're in your closet, and, and they're showing up in, the, in, in your mind, in your sleep. You're not able to sleep. Um, you've cried out to the Lord, you know, where are you? Why? Why is this happening? Why am I going through this? And, and it's a continual cycle, the depression, the anxiety. First off, I want to say to you that uh, no matter where you're at, you know, I don't know if you're local or somewhere else in the world, um, but I want to tell you, you need to get plugged into your church. You need to get plugged into a Bible-believing, Spirit-empowered church. And you need to go to that pastor. You need to share with them what's going on in your life. You need to share with them what you're experiencing, what's happening. Because that pastor is going to be able to shepherd you and walk with you through this. Um, so I would encourage you to do that, number one. Number two, you need to get in the Word of God. You need The Bible says that our minds 
are renewed by the word of God, by the washing of his word. And so you've got to, even if it's just writing down on index cards or pieces of paper, you know, even if it's just one word from scripture or two words from scripture that are meaningful to you, and you put those up all over your house, in your car, wherever, you, wherever you're going to see them, on the refrigerator, wherever you're going to see them on a regular basis, and fill your house, fill your mind, fill your thoughts, fill your meditations with the Word of God, the life of God. Thirdly, you need to, um, you know, allow, just fill your house with worship. Allow worship to fill your home. Turn on the worship music. Turn off the TV. Turn off all the bad news. Turn off all of the garbage. You know, there used to be an old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Turn off all the garbage and fill your life with worship. Fill it up. Fill, fill, fill with worship. Even if you don't feel like singing, turn it on anyway. Get your phone out. Turn it on. Spotify, whatever, iTunes, whatever you use, YouTube, doesn't matter. Get the worship on and saturate in the worship. It's Even if you don't feel like it. Uh, just tune, tune in, tune in. You got to tune out of the world's mess, tune out of the depression, and tune in to the Spirit of God, um, and, and watch what God will do. I, yes, I can pray for you, but I, you've got to take. I want you to hear me. You've got to take responsibility for your life. I can pray and God break the bondage of depression. Yes, but you've got to take responsibility to get your life in order and you've allowed the darkness you've allowed the the negativity you've allowed all of the cycles to keep continuing and so just as the darkness has continued like my my wife is over here quoting scripture from Isaiah line upon line precept upon precept here a little there a little 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 by little baby step after baby step you got to keep getting the word of God in your life the worship the presence of the Lord pastoral counsel and support, all of those things, line by line, and watch what God will do. Amen. I'm going to toss it back to Kristen. I think she's got another uh, prayer request. I do. Michelle online um, has a prayer request for her uh, ear infection. Okay. Well, let's pray over that ear infection. I, you know, this is the season for crazy you know, I don't, I don't know if she's in Northeast Ohio or not, but this is the season for uh, crazy, uh, my Bible just fell, um, sorry, this is the season for crazy uh, weather-related stuff, seasonal allergies, all that kind of stuff, so, you know, we're just going to pray and believe for your healing right now, Michelle. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Ear infection, leave now in Jesus' name. Leave, go, pain, go. Leave now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you're our healer and that you're touching Michelle right now. She's watching that every bit of pain and discomfort is leaving her body. Inflammation is leaving her body and healing is flowing through that ear in Jesus' name. Be healed, be completely healed right now. Tell us your testimony. Tell us how the Lord's healed you, Michelle. Tell us the story of the healing. We want to we hear about it. Carolyn, if you're watching still, we want to hear your testimony. Be sure to share that online with us. Go to, go to the comments. Share your, share your prayer requests. Share your prayer needs. Share your feedback, your testimonies. We want to hear from you. Drop it in the comments. Our moderators are watching. We are interacting with you tonight online. You know, Midweek Refresh is all a, it's a discipleship conversation. Tonight we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. 
who the Holy Spirit is. We're going to keep going a little bit on this. Uh, but, but I want to encourage you um, to go to, your, go to uh, your comments, drop in your prayer requests, drop in your feedback, share the post. Already people around the world are tuning in and feeding back tonight with comments and prayer requests, and we want you to be a part of that. We want your friends and your family to be a part of the conversation tonight. Amen. Well, let's, let's jump in uh, this evening in Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version first because I love this. Um, but Jesus is, is speaking to his disciples and he says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So wait in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere. Wait until you are endued, until you're clothed. Here's what the Passion Translation says. It says, and I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do tonight is wrap around you. He wants to fill you, saturate you, um, I hear Bibles turning up here. I, I see everybody on their devices and everything. We're ready to rock and roll tonight. So the Holy Spirit, the Allos Paracletos, Jesus said, I am going to send another helper, one just like me. Let's jump in and let's talk about the Holy Spirit tonight. Well, let's dig into this verse a little bit more, verse 49. But he says to tarry in the city. And so Jesus is literally telling disciples to sit on their bums. Hey, I want you to go sit. I don't want you Wait. to go out and do, I don't want you to go do, 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 and work, work, work. I want you to go sit and wait for me. And what are you waiting for? To literally be sunk into or be clothed. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Don't take action. But I promise that I'm going to come to you and I'm going to clothe you with power from yeah. on high. And that's literally taking and putting on your garments. Yeah. You know, our, our garments and our clothes, it's part of an expression of who we are. It, it's that before someone ever meets us and has conversation with us, they see us from afar off. Right, right. And our clothing makes a statement. As you and I are clothed with the Holy Spirit, this statement of Christ in us already begins, that we are clothed with power from on high. That's good. You know, it's it's funny. You wouldn't go out. Uh, you wouldn't go. You know, about your normal life without any clothes on. I hope not. You know, you wouldn't go out. You know, absolutely not. That's like the believer. You know, we should be clothed with the Holy Spirit every day, just like we should have our we bathe every day, or we should. Hint, hint. We bathe and wash our minds in the Word of God. And then we are endued with power. We are clothed every day. every day with the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what Jesus is talking about here is really the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And it's not a little one-time experience of, hey, I feel good. Right. But it's literally a full immersion or a full clothing into another. So I'm being, it's not like, oh, he's coming upon me to sing a nice song for a moment or 
to have a nice prophecy for a friend across the world. But he's literally coming and clothing me with himself so that it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives through me because I am completely enveloped in who he is. Yeah, that's good. So uh, let's unpack this a little bit further. So everybody, let's talk about this. So what what does it look like to be clothed with the Holy Spirit? What are some of the evidences of that? How do we see that? Uh, displayed? What impact does that have on our lives as Christians? Um, Why is it necessary to be clothed? Why did Jesus implore them, command them not to leave? Um, And what is he saying to us in this generation? So this was the early church, um, and he was telling his disciples, don't leave. So what is he saying to us today? So there's some questions. Who's going to, Pastor Grace? Yeah, so the, uh, one of the verses that I was looking at was seven, uh, 2 Timothy 1.7. says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, oh, and a good. sound mind. Yeah. And so as we clothe ourselves with the Holy Spirit, he, has, he will give us that sound mind. And what I love is in, um, in my study Bible here, it has a little section. It talks about the spirit of fear and the deliverance from that spirit of fear. Because the spirit will give us deliverance from the spirit of fear. And, and what it talks about is how the spirit of fear comes upon us. And that's not of God. The spirit of fear comes upon us and it can be immobilizing. It can be something that causes us to be trapped in, yeah. in the carnal, in the natural. And we get stuck there. And when we Uh-oh. get stuck there, we begin to make decisions out of the place of fear rather Uh-oh. than out of the place of now, God. Somebody needs to hear this because this is really good. <laughs> so fear, the immobilizing fear causes us to stay stuck and make decisions based on being bound up in the fear in the moment where we're at. Right. So as we, as we live in that fear, as we become immersed, it's, it's like the straitjacket coming and getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Mm. And you can't move. And then you make decisions out of, I'm now wrapped up in this, ty- this jacket and yeah. I can't do anything. You know? And so you begin to make your life decisions out of that place rather than in a place of godliness. But what I love is that it talks about how the Spirit of God is come upon us so that we are no longer victims. Yeah, that's good. Woo! We are no longer That'll victims. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to stay in the place of fear right. and paralyzing self. Victimization. We can be overcomers as we begin to walk it out that little by little, that being faithful, even when you don't, feel like it. You know, Pastor, you were talking about the, the depression and all that. And I've walked through seasons in my life where I've dealt with depression. And it is, it's this overwhelming sense. And it comes over you and it comes over you. And you you begin to be overwhelmed. But if you'll just walk the day to day, turn on the worship music, like you said, read the scriptures. It sounds silly. It sounds silly. Like, aren't those baby step things? Aren't those baby Christian things? Yes, yes. Why (laughs) would I, as a Christian of so many years, have to do this? Because we've forgotten. Because we've forgotten and we've gotten away and we've found ourselves in the place of being paralyzed and we're making decisions out of fear rather than out of the Spirit of God. So He gives us that sound mind, but we have to be faithful. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think about the scripture that says perfect love cast out all fear. So so we're being clothed with the love, the spirit of love, the, the 
Romans 5, 5, that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad in our heart the love of God. We're being clothed with the love of God, which loosens up the straitjacket. I love that analogy, that the, that the straitjacket is taken off and we're clothed with love yeah. instead of the straitjacket of fear. Now, you said a word that was really um, insightful here, especially for our generation, that's the word victim, victimization. We, I feel like we live in a day where everybody's the victim or we're, we're, we are villainizing everyone else. So we're, we're either the, we're the victim uh, and we're living in victimization, that whole victim mindset. And as a result, we're as the victim, we start villain, villa, villainizing, 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 every, villainizing. no, every, they become the villain. Yeah. Everybody else is the villain. <clears throat> and that's, so the, this fear that we're talking about causes us to look at the world around, well, they're wrong, what I feel, what I believe is right, and everybody else is the villain. They're anti-me, anti-what I believe, anti-where I want to go. And it's, it's this, um, and there's no middle ground. It's this right. co co complete um, opposite, you know, parad yes, thank you, polarizing <laughs> effect. Pastor, yeah. you just got like, a You just keep... <laughs> Yeah, help us out. So a talk. Let's let's go there. Let's talk about. I mean, what? I mean, this is happening in society all around us right now. Yeah, this is actually a common uh, conversation in my home about why is everything so polarized? Why is it either this or that? Right. And I think the biggest thing that we see is that we've made it all about ourselves. Yeah. And we've forgotten that our lives aren't about us. Our lives are about those around us, you know, especially as Christians. We're called to serve those around us, and we're called to see those as, uh, you know, we've gone over and over and over about honor and all that kind of stuff. We are called to honor one yeah. another in love. We're called to yeah. see each other as, as better than one another. And so when we can get our eyes off of me, 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 me and my circumstances, that's when we can see the other person and see where, where they might be coming from. But when, when we're talking about this whole um, fear in the, in the um, victim life, you know, you're making those decisions out of, out of, you know, fear. But it's, you know, you get in this tunnel. You get in this place. Um, I think Veronica could probably speak a little more clearly to this. But, um you get in this tunnel where all you see is your problems, yeah. where all you see is this is what's coming over me. All you know, it's it's like it's when you're drowning and the waves are coming. All you see are the waves. Yeah. You can't see anything else, and so that's all. It keeps coming yeah. and it keeps coming, and so that's why it's so important for us to get ourselves out of that and get ourselves into the Word of God and surround ourselves with people who can pull us up out of that. And say, hey, listen, you're stuck <laughs> and you don't even realize it. Right. Be clothed. <laughs> Be clothed in, in the spirit of God. You know, here, here's the here's scripture. Speak this over your life. You know, maybe someone needs to just hand you a scripture. Yeah. You know, and, and you just speak that over your life over and over and over again. But you have to, you have to get yourself out of that place. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, Veronica. and... You speaking about victimization, um, <laughs> there's, this, there's this thing that has just been ruminating inside of me for a couple weeks now about victimization. And, you know, when you are a victim and you are in that victim mindset, 
you have something to explain everything, okay? It explains why you are the way you are, and it explains away all the responsibility for your sin. Right. It's called excuses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so wow. this, this victim mindset becomes very addictive because you no longer have to take responsibility for your actions. Uh -oh. You no longer have to take responsibility for the sin that God is blatantly telling you not to do. Because yeah. you're like, yes, but all these people hurt me. They hurt my soul. They hurt my heart so bad. And I, I, you know, they looked at me funny. And you know what? I'm going to destroy them. Because <laughs> I've been destroyed. And their look just reminds me of the people who destroyed me. So they need to be destroyed. And so, <laughs> sorry. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5, 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit gives you the power yep. to be sanctified. So you no longer have to be a victim and have all these excuses because you are taking responsibility for your actions and you're saying no to that sin and yes to God. Yep. Absolutely. So if the Holy Spirit sanctifies you to present you spirit, soul, and body blameless before the Lord, that means it's also your mind your will and your emotions, which goes right back to Second Timothy, that he didn't give you a spirit of fear, that the Holy Spirit's job in sanctification is to get that mind right. And so if you look back again at 2 Timothy 1, 7, that sound mind, so he, you yes. know, Pastor Grace shared it. He didn't give you the victimization mindset. He came and he gave you a sound mind. So if I'm going to be clothed with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to put on the mind of Christ from Colossians. And it says that the sound mind is good judgment. It's disciplined thought patterns. So you can't beat yourself up in the head anymore. You can't constantly tear yourself down. You can't constantly point the finger at other people. Because as you're clothed in the Holy Spirit, as you have the mind of Christ, you put on the helmet of salvation. I mean, we could go on and on with Scripture that he's going to give you disciplined thought patterns, yep. the ability to understand and make right decisions. Because he's guiding you in all truth. And this includes qualities of, drumroll please, <laughs> self-control. And self-discipline. The Holy Spirit sanctifies. So this is good. We're having a good conversation about the Holy Ghost. So go to the comments, share your questions, your prayer requests, share the post. Let people know that we're online. You know, the Bible talks about in James that um, when a man asks, you shouldn't ask double-minded. He shouldn't doubt. There shouldn't be doubt in his heart. shouldn't be double-minded. And so that sound mind, the Holy Spirit enables us to not be double-minded. Also, that same reference is made in Ephesians 4, talking about the fivefold ministry that God has given us gifts, apostles, prophet, pastor, teacher, and so that the man of God may be equipped 
all of these things and says so that they're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So again, being stable-minded, not double-minded, that's, that's the working of the Holy Spirit, and he works in that in us personally, and he works that way through our pastors, our, our, our pastoral covering to bring uh, stability and a sound mind in our in our life. So we're, we're talking about being clothed with the Holy Spirit, and he wants to clothe you. He wants to empower you. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to toss it back to Kristen. She's got another um, feedback for us, and then we're going to go to Pastor Angie and continue on about sanctification and conviction of sin. Kristen. Yeah, just a real quick praise report. We have Michelle that says that the throbbing in her ear has stopped. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. So we prayed for Michelle earlier that that uh, ear uh, infection would go and that the pain would leave and the pain has left. Thank you, Jesus. So if you need a miracle tonight, drop it in the comments. We're praying with you, believing with you tonight. So if you need a miracle, you need a healing, you need a breakthrough, you need an answer to prayer, drop your most urgent prayer needs in the comments so that we can pray with you tonight. Pastor Angie, sanctification. Well, I... I wanted to, I was, t- when you guys were talking about, let me find my words here, when you guys were talking about the, the polarization and, op, you know, opposite sides and all of those things, and we can find it very difficult, perhaps, to find, you know, common ground, and after all, like we were saying, as being clothed, you know, in, in the Holy Spirit, being clothed in Christ, what is our job? Is our job, is our job to win every argument? Is our job to you know, get our point across. It's our job to, you know, any of that. And ultimately, that's not our job. Our job is to be Jesus, is to look like Jesus to people, to draw people to him. And that's hard, right? Sometimes that's hard. But that's okay. There's a scripture for that. So in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 says this, Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, Not by might, not by power, But by By my my spirit, spirit. says the Lord of hosts. So it's not about us. It's not our power. But we have access to his spirit at any moment. And he's changing us. Yes, he's changing us. He's renewing us, renewing our minds. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is step into that. Now down here in my study Bible it says, and I wanted to read this because I like the way it says it. God's word to Zerubbabel is a reminder that the obstacles that face him in the rebuilding task will not be overcome by conventional resources of might or power. Instead, the resources will come from an outpouring of God's spirit. We cannot fight these battles on our own. We're not supposed to. That's not how we were created. We were created for God's spirit to fill in all those holes yeah. with his, you know, his precious Holy Spirit to be literally clothed. And that Holy Spirit as clothing, you know, we were saying earlier we shouldn't, you know, you don't leave your house without clothes on. Well, it goes with us everywhere. He goes with us everywhere. We shouldn't be one way. I'm making a point here, guys. We shouldn't be one way at uh, work and another way at church and another way at home and another way at school. That, that cloak, you know, in my mind, I, I'm visual, so I picture an actual cloak of the Holy Spirit going with us. It goes with us everywhere. If you're taking it off and leaving it at home, There's if you're problem. taking it off and leaving it at church, you're going to have some issues. You're going to have some issues. So that cloak, that power um, goes with us. So That's good. That's yeah. good. You know, you brought up that word polarization again. And it made me think about how the Holy Spirit 
is the great leveler. That there is, there is no divide when we're walking in the Holy Spirit. That he closed us. But if you, if you take a look at the day of Pentecost, I mean, it was the great, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Um, this is, he's the great leveler. He brings us all into a place of unity. We're all at the same place. Um, I, and I love what 1 Corinthians says. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. If you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Um, says, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Now listen to this, whether Jews, Greeks, slaves, free. And what does it say? All have been made to drink. All have been made to drink into one Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, we can... No matter what your status, your background, your education, the color of your skin, your race, your nationality, your, your employment status, your church status, no matter where you're at, we have all been made to drink. This promise is for you and all the Lord our God shall call all. He's made, he's made accessible the promise of the Spirit. Heather, We're going to go to Heather and then I'm going to toss it to Kristen. Um, Galatians 5.22, you know, just talking about character and how... The Holy Spirit gives us um, self-control and how he gives us a sound mind and how he gives us love and to walk in unity. And Galatians 5 and verse 22 says that the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of you and I being clothed in the Spirit. Like Pastor Angie said, we can't be one person at home, one person at work, and one person at church. We're either born of the Spirit or we're born of the flesh. And if I'm born of the Spirit, then I want and I should have the fruit of the Spirit evident in my life, whether I'm at the grocery store or I'm at home. And it says, or even my friend Tamara, Veronica's mom, she's having surgery, and they have a patient code, and she begins to pray for the, for the woman, and when she finds out from the doctor the next day the woman lived and, and it was okay, and Tamara said, oh, good, I've been praying for her. And the doctor said, well, of course, I, I knew you were. And that's fruit of the Spirit. You can't make that happen. And Tamara is sitting there thinking, she was telling me, like, I'm in surgery prep. Like, I'm out of it. I am not myself. How would he know that? Because she's the same person at home that she is at church, that she is in pre-op at the hospital. And so let's take a look. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so as you and I are clothed with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us power to have our character align with Him. We don't walk. We don't walk as believers um, taking grace, taking the Holy Spirit for granted. We walk, like Veronica said, under sanctification by the Holy Spirit, and as the Holy Spirit lives and moves and breathes in me, and I'm clothed with him daily, he's going to guide me into all truth 
sanctifying me by his word, which is going to take the character of Heather and produce the character of Christ. That where Heather once was angry, where Heather once was mean, Heather's now going to be full of love and grace and generosity and self-control and gentleness and kindness and goodness and mercy. Not because that's who I am on myself, but because I've been clothed with power from on high. You know, we, we want, I want to have the power of the Holy Spirit, and I want to see signs and wonders. Absolutely. But by golly, if your character can't sustain the anointing, the anointing's no good for you. So the Holy Ghost gives us the power to have our character aligned with who he is. That's good stuff. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to go back to Kristen. But um, just as my wife was sharing, I just felt... Um, prompted by the Holy Spirit that there is um, a pastor, minister watching, and there's just a place of uh, some discouragement in your life, um, things that are going on in your, you know, church, family situations, uh, things that maybe many others don't know about, um, but just some discouragement and such that's going on in your heart, and just even as you're watching uh, this video, um, the Lord's just uh, speaking and just wanting to encourage you. And so I want to read to you Psalms 27. And I'm sure that you're familiar with this passage, but there's a couple of things I want to point out that the Lord just highlighted for to me for you. And in verse 4 it says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'll just pause and say the Lord's planted you where you are that you are going to see the beauty of the Lord in your house um, and to see his beauty. You're going to behold and you're going to inquire in his temple. And it keeps going on, verse 5, for in the time of trouble, in the time of trouble, he will hide you in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. You know, there's a secret place there in, in that house where the Lord's taking you. And he will hide you. He shall set you high upon a rock. And Psalms 27, verse 6, it says, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I want you to hear this. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. And I just felt like the Lord just wanted to say to you tonight that there is a day that you are going to offer with joy the sacrifice of the Lord, that the sacrifice of praise with joy is going to be on your lips again to, to look upon his beauty, behold his beauty. He has hidden you in the palm of his hand, in the cleft of his rock. He's got you. He's got you surrounded. He's going to take care of your business. You're his. You're busy about the Lord's work. He's going to take care of you. And to not allow the, the words of your enemies or those who will speak negatively against you or divisively about you to penetrate don't allow those words to penetrate your heart, but you are going to offer, determined in your heart, you are going to offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle, and you're going to sing praises to the Lord. That's from Psalms 27. Amen. Let's go to Kristen. Yep. So I have actually an urgent prayer request from Paula Scaglione. Um, she wants prayer for Erica, who is on her way to the hospital with abdominal pain, weakness, and possible gallbladder. And on the way to the hospital now is what that sounds like. So, yes. Uh, so, Lord, we just, we thank you. Um, what was the name one more time? 
Erica. Lord, we just pray for Erica. Lord, you know this situation. Lord, you know exactly what's going on in Erica's body. Come on, if you're watching, I want you to agree with us in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we just lift up Erica before you. We lift up this situation, and we ask for divine intervention. Lord, we ask for your supernatural power to flow in this, this person's body. Lord, whatever the cause of this illness is, she'll be delivered from it right now. We speak life over Erica's body. We speak healing over Erica's body. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, let peace and comfort be with that family. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. You know, we're having a great conversation tonight about the Holy Spirit. God has been ministering. He's been so gracious and ministering in such powerful ways tonight on our midweek refresh. And uh, we love, you know, just love the presence of the Lord and what he's doing, what he's speaking. We have a great group of pastors and ministers here who are just speaking truth. Man, this is good, good stuff. It's not the surface tickle my ear kind of stuff. This is challenging. This is deep. It's the word of the Lord and uh, it will change your life. And so I just want to encourage you to share the post, share the Facebook live post so that other people can join in on what God's doing tonight. And if you have a comment, you have a question, you have a prayer request, drop it there in the comments. We want to be praying for you. If you have a question, it could be um, the Holy Spirit, a question about the Holy Spirit or not. But if you have a question, we can sure, you know, answer that, jump, jump into that and answer that. So share those. And then also, um, while you're doing that, go to our website, www.ccacron.org. And uh, on the top of the page, just click give and uh, sow a love offering tonight and partner with us in all that God's doing. We want uh, to, to make you a part of our Kingdom Builders partners. We have uh, many people who partner with us financially and so into the work of the Lord here at Celebration Church from our, our regular attendees and people who are members of our church to people who just tune in online. And uh, all of our kingdom builders, those who partner with us financially, get a uh, regular monthly uh, update letter and special gifts and resources. And so we want to uh, bless you with that as you partner with us. Uh, I'm going to toss it back to Kristen, and then we're going to keep going. Pastor uh, Grace, we're going to come back to you after Kristen. Okay, Donna online is asking prayer for her family members, um, for financial blessings and better health for the family. All right, so Donna, uh, for financial breakthrough. You know, Donna, um, you know, I, I just, I, obviously I don't know who this is. I'm not online. I'm not on Facebook. I don't know. There's, you know, thousands of Donnas in the world, so I don't know who this is. But uh, Donna, I just believe, um, I just felt like the Lord just spoke to me about you and that you um, have recently stepped out in faith, um, trusting the Lord with your finances in a new way. And as you have stepped out in faith to trust the Lord with your finances, meaning you've started giving, sowing seed in a new way, you've, you've, you've started on a new journey of taking care of yourself, your family financially. Uh, according to scripture, you've started in, uh, maybe it's not a new journey, but just restart or re-engaged. And uh, you've started taking care of yourself in a new way, spiritually, physically, mentally. You've, you've engaged with the word of the Lord in a whole new way. You've, it's like, um, it's like a, an awakening almost. The, the Lord's just stirring an awakening in your heart. 
And I just want to encourage you to keep on that path that the Lord has taken note, that the details of your life, um, he knows every detail. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every tear you've cried. He knows every laugh that you've uh, enjoyed. And uh, the Lord's got this, um, every detail of your life, including the financial breakthrough that you're asking for prayer about. He's got it covered. And so um, just be encouraged in the Lord tonight that he knows, he sees, and uh, the same grace, the same grace of God that has awakened you is, is the, same, the same grace that's upon you to supply every need that you have, that, that his grace is abounding to you. Amen. Pastor Grace. Yeah, so, you know, and this is something that I've just been reflecting on in my own life um, recently, because we, we all have seasons, right? We all have different seasons in life that we walk through, and um, one, of the, one of the coolest things I think about the Holy Spirit is that he comes in in the middle of our weakness, and he provides the strength that we need. And um, as I was thinking about this, you know, I was thinking about Romans 8.26, and it says, likewise, the Spirit always, sorry, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And what I love about this is, you know, there are times in our life where we're walking through and, you know, for me, I'm getting to the end of pregnancy with baby Ellie and I was just having the conversations with Pastor Heather about, you know, you get to the end and, and you got to begin shutting off all the things and you can't do as much as you used to be able to do. And I'm a doer. I like to, I like to do it. I like to make it happen. I like to go and run with the horses and, and, and go, go, go. But here I am in the middle of this season and, and finding myself having to shut everything down. And then on top of that, there have been some crazy other things happening in my life um, in my life and my family's life and just in different things where it's just been a little bit um, nutty on top of COVID land. On top of COVID land, it's been a little nutty. And so I found myself over and over looking to the Holy Spirit saying, I cannot do this. I am in a place of weakness. You know, they're, they're even looking at tonight and, and doing this. I was like, I am so frazzled and so exhausted. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But the Holy Spirit comes in in the middle of our weakness and he begins to meet us. And what I love about tying in this scripture is, is that, you know, we don't even know how to pray sometimes when we're in that place of weakness. We don't even know where to turn or where to look. But what is amazing is that as I'm walking this out and as I continually turn and look to the Holy Ghost, he begins to give that wisdom yeah. that I need just in the right moment for me to be able to walk out what it is God has put before me because life still happens. Yeah. Life does not slow down. Life happens. And so the Holy Spirit comes in and he begins to lift me up. And sometimes, you know, last night they were talking about community and how life and community is so important. But 
a lot of the times, actually, it, that Holy Ghost coming in looks like someone in your circle saying, hey, have you thought about this? Or someone in your circle telling you, hey, maybe you should say no to this or maybe maybe this and just giving a, you a perspective shift. And so there's, there's the Holy Spirit works. I love how the Holy Spirit works. He works in direct communication with you, but he also works by putting you in a place of community yeah. where others can speak into your life in that moment of weakness. Yeah, that's so good. You know, there's different ways, you know, Pastor Grace is talking about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us and the the predominant way that he speaks to us is through the word of God, that the the word of God is is spirit-inspired, living, breathing, active word. We've been talking about this over the past couple of weeks, about the power of God's word and who he is and what he, what he says about himself and his word. It's so important to be in the word. And the Holy Spirit, who speaks to us personally, never contradicts the written word of God. So if, if what you're hearing from the Holy Spirit I, personally, if that contradicts the written word, it's not the Holy Spirit itself. Right. So that's the great discerner is the word of God. And right. I think that's so important. And that also goes when people tell us, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying this about you. Or, you know, uh, the, the Lord on. gave me a word for you. Or I feel like the, the Spirit of God saying this about you or whatever they say. Well, does it go to Scripture? Is it scriptural? <laughs> you know, on. that's the first qualifier. And... Um, Paul writes that there's the other qualifier about those words is that they're encouraging, they're edifying, and they're comforting. So, again, you know, not only do the, the words of the Lord have to pass biblical test, they also have to pass the test of encouraging, edifying, and comforting. Um, so all those things are really important. It's good stuff. So allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us in community. So... Uh, Brandon, I want you to jump in on this because we're we're in a season where you know people are uncertain about being present in the room. <laughs> you know, present in community. You know, community looks a lot different these days. Um, but I think the Lord's calling us back to you know that we can't forsake the assembling of ourselves, as Hebrews talks about. So let's how's how's the Holy Spirit work corporately? Uh, there's such a difference, um, you know. There, there is an anointing. There's a, there's a spiritual uh, authority that we have, um, and the ability to walk in the spirit individually, and we should, um, because that gift has been given to us. But there's such a difference when you walk through the doors of that church, right? When you walk through the doors of this church, when you walk and you sit down in the pews, when you're surrounded by your fellow brothers and sisters, when you're actually in the room and you're engaging in worship, when you're engaging in the word, when you're engaging in the sermon, when you're engaging in prayer, when you're, when you're here and we're not forsaking the gathering together of ourselves, we're, we're actually acting in obedience, right? Because, because we're coming into the house. We're coming into uh, the body of Christ. And there is such a difference in the corporate anointing um, that transpires. You know, we there's there's power in agreement. There's power in numbers. There's power in unity. There's power in community. Um, you know, and last night, so yeah, they were talking on Tuesday Night Live about uh, the example of, of, you know, when, when you're on a chair and somebody's standing down on the ground, it's easy to be pulled off of that chair, right? Um, however, when you get two people up on the chair, when you get three people up on the chair, when you get four people up on the chair, 
um, it, it becomes easier to pull that person up off of the off of the ground, right? It becomes easier. And so I liken that to the fact of when we come into the corporate body, we have those surrounding us. We have the community surrounding us. We have the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit working through the body um, together in unity. So there's definitely um, something to be said, you know, comfortable or not, um, you know, Christ is not comfortable. We're not called to live a comfortable life. We're called to live an obedient life through Christ, you know, and a life full of power and a life full of the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, comfortable or not, we need to be together in the body, in the building, in corporate prayer, in corporate worship, and engaging corporately together. Absolutely. And, and if you take that um, a little bit further, you know, we could go down so many avenues with the necessity for the body of Christ to um, have fellowship, to be in fellowship with one another. And, you know, I immediately go to Psalm 133 and it says how uh, pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil. There's the symbol of the Holy Ghost. Precious oil, the Holy Ghost upon your head, running down, not just a little dribble, but running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. And it goes on to say, for there, in the place of unity, dwelling together, living together in a place of community, fellowship, and unity, his anointing is there and he commands his blessing. The hand of God is on the saints, the believers. As we gather together, we can expect the promise of God to be fulfilled and that our fellowship, our union is blessed in him. Awesome. In 2 Chronicles chapter 5, you know, we're talking about gathering together. You know, obviously the Lord met, meets us individually. We know that. But if you take a look at what happens in Second Chronicles chapter 5, it says in verse 11, And it came to pass that when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves without keeping to their divisions, and the Levites who were, who were the singers, all of those of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, harps, and with 120 priests sounding, I'm pausing, um, this is a church service. <laughs> they're at the temple and they're having church. They got the singers, they got the choir, they've got the musicians, the people are there, the priests are there. They were sounding trumpets. In verse 13, indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets, the cymbals, the instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, his, for he is good and his mercy endures forever, pause. So what were they doing? They were making one sound, all the instruments, all the people, all the singers, all the priests, everybody there, hundreds, thousands of people, all in unison, and they were singing what? He is good and his mercy endures forever. And what happened? The house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house. Wow. So that's corporate worship. Has that happened in your church lately? <laughs> Has the glory filled the, filled the temple? Wow, wow. That's what we want. That's what we're after. Come on, come on. So yes, getting back together is so important. Kristen, we're going to throw it back to you. Um, any, I'm, getting, I'm getting feedback that she has or doesn't have. 
No, it doesn't have. I thought for a second she said she did. So never mind. Heather? We do have feedback from, we have the Spark Devotion that happens earlier in the day. And we had someone, um, a member actually message us that they were at the ER and have messaged us back again from earlier today just now stating that they had some CT scans done and are waiting upon results. And so we need to pray for Tammy. Um, and we have a prayer uh, need in the building tonight. One of our members, Ray, has recently undergone surgery. And we want to pray and believe with him for his complete healing and restoration. Awesome, awesome. Can a couple of the guys just get around Ray? We want to pray for him. And then y'all pray for him. And then we're going to pray for Tammy at the same time. Lord, you, we don't know what's happening in that ER, but you do. You don't know what's hap- we don't know what's happening with Tammy's body, but you do. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray for Tammy, Lord, that your presence would come into that room. Lord, that you would just minister life to her and encourage her. Lord, that you would be her shield and the light of her salvation right now. That you would illuminate the what might be a hopeless situation, Lord, a dark place, confusion. Lord, illuminate it. Bring the light of her salvation. Let it dawn gloriously right now upon her. Let the joy of her salvation fill her heart and life right now. And Lord, we just pray for clarity for those doctors. Lord, thank you for Ray for healing and strengthening his body. Lord, we thank you for health and wholeness. Lord, we thank you for your provision in his body. Lord, strengthen him tonight in Jesus, Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, we've been having great conversation tonight about the working of the Holy Spirit, that he is... Um, he is clothing us with power from on high. And it's just, it's awesome that he's come. Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem. Is where we started out tonight. Don't leave, but wait, tarry, wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. I want to talk about Holy Ghost power. We, we're talking about how he sanctified us. We talked about how he changes us. We talked about the fruit of the Spirit. But what does it mean to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? So I, I'm going to, I know I see Bibles turning and everything. So I just, I want to give this thought, you know, I'm sure we have all, when we hear about the power of the Holy Spirit, we've all probably been in a service or been somewhere where we've experienced something that just seemed a little off. Uh, We can always point to those moments. And I think sometimes when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, people think about the off moments rather than the on moments. You know, where people, you know, in our natural flesh, carnal nature got it wrong, said or did something out of place, said or did something that wasn't maybe altogether scriptural and labeled it the Holy Spirit, you know, on and on. We've been there. But that doesn't mean that because someone does something in error that we throw out the baby with the bathwater. It doesn't mean that we disregard what scriptural truth is because someone misused the truth and uh, or we've had a bad experience. So just, you know, it, it does no good to handle one error with error, um, you know, and to disregard truth is error, it's sin. And so just just to um, disregard it or to ignore it or neglect it does no good. So we don't we don't do 
one error because of someone else's error, but it should cause us to jump into scripture and dive into what the reality is. And so one of the things that we talk about around here frequently is that that power always has to be in scripture. We see this, that power is always connected with a purpose. And the purpose is that people might come to know Christ, that we would be witnesses of him. And so that witness of him is that others are coming to Christ, that we're delighting in God, we're being transformed into his image, all of those things. And so that, that is the purpose. The working of God's power is connected to the purpose. It's not just like a power line disconnected from another you know, power line. It's not flopping out you know, loose with power flowing through it with like a loose cannon. It's connected to a purpose. And so when you want to function and operate in the power of God, its motivation is love. We know that the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, the operation of the power of God, the operating of that, we're taught in Scripture in Corinthians, is that it's love, it's rooted in love, and that his power is connected to this purpose of, of knowing Christ and others coming to know him. So let's jump in on the power of God. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll give it a go and start um, from Acts 4 and verse 13. And we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you. And it says that um, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And really that word boldness, it's the supernatural empowerment that comes from being clothed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person that as you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, as you're endued with power from on high, he gives us the supernatural ability to do that which we couldn't do on our own. And if we look at this through the scriptures at Peter's life, just two weeks before he was denying even knowing Christ, and now all of a sudden he's received power from on high, and he's preaching the gospel truth. He's challenging the very people that killed Jesus. Peter, who shied away two weeks before, all of a sudden has Holy Ghost boldness yeah. to stand firm yeah. for God himself. And so one of the things the Holy Spirit does is, you know, we don't all have a character of boldness. You know, if you put my husband and I together, I'm the, out, the outgoing one. He's usually the shy one. He's always going to go to the back of the line. But when the Holy Ghost comes upon him, he has a boldness like a lion. There's, if, when God tells him to do something, you can't stop him. You better get out of his way. He's going to run right over you. That is the Holy Ghost power come upon him because it's not his natural character. So he is going to enable you and I to live a life in him, standing for him, immovable by him, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's the same. You know, you look at Paul's life, you know, it's the same. You know, Paul was... Um, murdering christians yeah, you know he was killed yeah you know paul was was a murderer but then all of a sudden you know the power of the holy spirit changed transformed his life and he began to preach the in very gospel time. yeah in a moment and he began to preach the gospel that he was persecuting um, you know i think back to my old lifestyle the you know one week i'm giving joints to my staff and the <laughs> next week i'm inviting them to my water baptism you know, that's not natural. 
And it wasn't because I was double-minded. It's because yesterday I was this person, but today, born again, filled with Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm a completely different right. person. Right. The Holy Spirit enables us to, one, the, that power is to preach, you know, gives us boldness, power to preach. But the, the other element of this power is that we are enabled to um, to see divine realities. You yeah. know, for, for example, in Acts 2, um, when the day of Pentecost happened, yeah. the, the Bible um, says that they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the same word is used in verse 14 that Heather was referencing, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice. The same word for the speaking in tongues utterance that was used uh, in verse 4 is the same Greek word used in verse 14. In other words, it's, it was a divine, it, it means an elevated discourse, a divine utterance. And so as Peter stood up and preached, just as they were praying and worshiping in tongues, and it was an elevated discourse, his preaching and, and ministry was an elevated discourse. And we know that Peter then, he began to prophesy from Joel 2. This is, these people aren't drunk. This is the Holy Spirit. This is what was prophesied by Joel, that in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit. So he begins to prophesy under the power of the Holy Spirit. He, he saw divine realities. In other words, God, in a moment, took the reality of Joel chapter 2, what, what God said in Joel 2, in a moment, the Holy Spirit power illuminated that in Peter's heart and applied it to the present moment. You know, that's, that's, what the, that's the rhema word of God. It's that prophetic right now word where the Holy Spirit takes a word, prophetic word, and makes it right now real to you and I. And, that's, and, and Paul began to, or Peter began to preach that out. Excuse me. Peter began to preach this elevated discourse, this prophetic word. It wasn't just teaching of natural right. instinct. It wasn't just, okay, let's sit down now and systematically go through Scripture, which, hey, I, I am all for systematically going through Scripture. I'm all for diving in and, and unpacking the Word of God. But there are times where Holy Spirit power takes a word from the word of God and illuminates that scripture for a right now moment, just like he did in uh, Acts chapter two. We also, um, and I, I'm going to throw it back to Angie here in a second, but we also see that in Acts 15, where the Jerusalem council is meeting and they're there discussing what's happening with the Gentiles. All of a sudden, the Gentiles are receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders are happening, and they're trying to figure this out, so they have the Jerusalem Council to talk about it and figure out what's going on. And so Paul and Barnabas are sharing their experience. They're telling you know, the, the apostles and those at the Jerusalem Council, hey, here's what's happening. And it, the, the Bible actually says that this was not a silent meeting, that, that there was a lot of opinions about this in the mix. And then in verse 12, it says, the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, and they became silent when James, again, there was conversation, and then James begins to speak up, and they got silent, that the crowd grew quiet, 
as James, and he begins to prophesy from Amos chapter 9. And he begins to prophesy about the restoration or the rebuilding of David's tabernacle from Amos 9. And he points what's happening in Paul's ministry, what's going on right now in Paul and Barnabas' ministry. This is the fulfillment of Amos chapter 9. And he prophesies that. Again, it's another example of that elevated prophetic discourse where God takes a word, the power of the Holy Spirit, illuminating a word from Scripture and applying it in a right now moment. And by the way, we're, we're still benefactors of that Amos 9 word, the, the rebuilding, the restoration of David's tabernacle. We're living that, the, the church age. That's where we're at. That's what's happening. It's God's moving Right now, this word's still being fulfilled. James prophesied at the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15. It's awesome. Pastor Angie. Well, I love, I love the story of Paul. I'm actually going through this story uh, right now with the kids uh, on our Zoom calls, and I'm having an absolute blast. And uh, what I love about it is, is he was changed instantly because he had a, a God encounter, a Holy Spirit God encounter on the road. And how, how do we... What's the difference between believing and knowing for sure? Without a doubt, it's that experience. You experience the, the Holy Spirit. So Paul experienced, saw, you know, he experienced that God totally rocked his world and changed him. And then he, you know, he gets, people don't believe, don't quite believe he's changed. You know, could you imagine? This is the guy who used to kill Christians, and now he claims he is one. And so we see, you know, in Saul in Jerusalem, he is, you know, Barnas, Barnabas is like, you know, it's kind of taking him under his wing and saying, look, guys, it's, it's legit, okay, it's legit. And he goes out, and so it says this in, in verse 28. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. Here's the thing. He spoke boldly. He had just said that he was, he, he was killing people. And now he's speaking boldly for the same God that he didn't believe in. Um, and not only that, his life was so changed that he then went on to write the, the New Testament that we're reading right now. So, you know, those encounters are huge. And the Holy Spirit encounters are what changes us, what roots us, what is the difference between a, a child believing in Jesus as, as a child and then giving it up as a young adult and the 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 kid who, in my opinion, the kid who experiences Jesus, who experiences the Holy Spirit for themselves, becomes an adult who then believes for their entire life because yeah. why they've experienced it. So we all need that experience. But he spoke boldly. Um, I love, I love his story. So yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot. If if you want to take a look at some great scriptures about the Holy Spirit. Um, I would I would look at John 14, 15, 16, but um, a great um, another great scripture that I love about the Holy Spirit here is in John 16, 7, and Jesus is speaking. He said, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away, for if I don't go away, the helper will not come. And so he tells us, if I depart, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm You need... This power, he's, you know, we hear this consistently through Jesus' ministry. 
that I'm sending the Holy Spirit. He's one just like me. He's going to continue the ministry that I began. He's going to continue it in you. Don't leave Jerusalem until you're filled with power, until you're clothed, you're endued with power from on high. Uh, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He tells him again in Acts, don't leave, stay in Jerusalem, be filled. I mean, it's this consistent message that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, Absolutely, and if we look at um, John 14 and verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, not just some things, not just help you out some days, but he's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And so really, and this is Jesus saying this, the Holy Spirit is not someone or something for the born-again believer to put on the back shelf. The whole, what I'm reading in Scripture is that the Holy Spirit, the helper, is sent to you and I to be active participant in our everyday life. It's not something or someone to put on the back burner and say, mm, well, that was good for you, or oh, that was good for Bible days. No, Jesus says that I'm going to send you another helper. I'm going to send you the comforter. I'm going to send you the one that guides you and tells you all things and guides you into perfect truth and that he's your covering. He is part of the everyday life of the believer. And if you and I, if I, I'll just talk to myself, I'll preach to myself. If I want to be a believer that at the end of my days, I can look back and not be ashamed of my life, but say I've laid it all out on the table for God, the only way to do that is to live a life endued with power from the Holy Ghost. Because I can guarantee, because scripture tells me that he guides me into all truth. That he'll tell me all things. That his job, his job is to point me to the Father. The Holy Spirit's job is to make sure that I don't fail. That I don't get, go off track. So as long as I'm pursuing Christ, I'm being filled with the Holy Spirit daily, he's guiding me. He's got to be an active part of life today for the Christian that's good. Good, good, good. So awesome. You know, we just have a few minutes left together, and we want to make sure that we pray with you, pray for you. We want to hear your testimonies, and we want to hear the work of the Lord in your life. And so make sure you drop there in the comments any questions, any feedback that you have. Uh, we want to hear from you tonight and uh, hear, your, hear your questions and such. So make sure you drop that in there. I hear um, there's a prayer request here for Carol, who's been diagnosed with cancer, and so we want to pray for Carol um, that there would be victory over this cancer in her body, and uh, I'm going to throw it back to Kristen real quick before we pray um, for any other uh, feedback. Yeah, so Ray in-house has just wanted to mention that while he was in the hospital, how the Lord had lifted him up out of a, a low place. He was in the hospital thinking, well, I could just not wake up tomorrow and just end it all but how Jesus reminded him of the times that he had been lifted up before. Yeah, that's awesome. And so Christ comes in the room, man. He does it every time. It's awesome. Um, he's so gracious, so gracious. Well, let's pray for Carol. And then while we're praying for Carol, go to the comments. Drop your feedback in there. Any questions you have 
about the Holy Spirit or any, any question that you have, you can drop those in the comments and then make sure you share the post, even though we're coming to the end of our broadcast here in a little bit, you can still share it. Others can catch it later. It'll be live, uh, you know, recording so they can go and watch it. And then also don't forget to go to our website at www.ccacron, that's C-C-A-K-R-O-N.org. So a love gift and partner with us financially while you're there. You can also find out all of our sermons are there. You can watch and listen. Um, all the discussion guides are there. We have all of our ministry information, our events, everything that you need to know about Celebration Church is on our website. We do our best to keep it updated. Um, so you can go there and find out all the details. Fill out the virtual connect card while you're there and let us know how we can be praying with you. If you're not on our uh, communication list, you're not receiving our emails or uh, direct phone calls with information, you can sign up to get that information by filling out the virtual connect card. So make sure you do that while you're there. Let's pray for Carol real quick. Father, we thank you for Carol and her life. Lord, we ask that you would make her a living testimony, that, that her life will be a living testimony of your grace and your power. We speak over her life, that every cancerous cell has to leave her body right now in Jesus' name, and that health and life has to flow into this body. Her lungs, her body, entire body be healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for miracles in her body. Cancer, you have no place. You have no authority in Carol's life. We speak healing. We speak the word of God for healing and life that, that the same Jesus that bore our sins, those same stripes take upon him our sickness, disease by those, those stripes, by his broken body. We are healed. Carol is healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Any, any questions or feedback that we're... I'm looking to my wife and our moderators to fill me in. No, we've got a ton. We've got a ton of people just letting Ray know how much you're loved, and they've been praying for you, and they're so glad you're in church. You should go back through the comments if you can, Ray, and just look and see all the people that are commenting and sending their love and prayer um, for you and your continued healing, which is awesome. Um, and it's great to see, you know, Brandon talked a lot about community and to see the body of Christ, even on Facebook Live, coming together. We've got the Ricks family joining in. Michelle, great to, to see, see you. you. And um, the awesome thing is I've been praying for you. It's been, it was your anniversary this week. And um, been just been praying for you and your family. And so it's great to see you joining in. And it's funny. I just thought about them today, yeah. um, the Ricks family. I, um, I was having a conversation about something earlier and it triggered a, a thought triggered a memory. a memory yeah yeah so, so it's awesome today. it's great to see love just love happening the body of christ ministering one to another and we're so thankful for each and every one of you we can't stress that enough that you are all a part of our body extensions of the body of christ here at celebration church and we are so thankful for you we are continuing to pray for you Continue to put your prayer request in the comments, even if you're watching on the replay. We do go through, our staff goes through all the prayer requests come through every week. We've got an altar here that we pray over all prayer requests. We've seen tons of miracles, healings, yeah. and answers to prayer. And so send those prayer requests in. We want you to know you're not alone. 
Being a part of the body of Christ means you're never alone. You've got the one that never leaves you, and you've got a whole family behind you that Amen. wants to support you through life. Amen. Well, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at Celebration Church. So make sure you're here yes. in the building, worshiping together. Be part of that community. If you're distant and not in the area, you can join us online. All of our services are, are broadcast online. You can go to our website, ccacron.org, and quick, click live at 10 a.m. Eastern time uh, on Sunday and find us there or go to our Facebook page. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great evening.